Hello, hello. Uh, I I figured since I'd already done a Terra episode and a Cyborg episode, and I kind of touched on Damien Wayne a little bit, we might as well just kind of jump into the Teen Titans month, right? And May kind of has Teen Titans energy, I guess, right? But <laughs> if... Uh, if you're watching this episode, the video form is available on my subscription service and on Patreon for right now. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to put them on YouTube or not. Uh, it's still a lot of work. But uh, so, um, if you'd like to see those, you can go over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash vexcomics. And there you can get access to my subscription service, my streaming service, and all of that good stuff that has all of the things you want to watch. Anyways, um, I figured I'd kick off this... Well, I already kind of kicked it off with Tara, but what can you do? Um, This is the first planned episode, I guess. (laughs) Um... With Starfire or my and my uh, Injustice Two main even. So uh, before Starfire was Starfire, she was called Princess Coriander, and she was the youngest daughter born to the first house of Tamaran. She lived in a happy and peaceful life. Uh, until her home planet was attacked by the alien conquerors, the Citadel, who operated under the orders of evil dominators. And the Citadel killed Cory's family, with the exception of her older sisters, or her older sister, Commander. And it's with a K, um, and an apostrophe R. <laughs> uh, just like, uh, Coriander is with a K and apostrophe R. So they enslaved the entire population of Tamaran, including Cory, and appointed Commander as the leader of the Tamaran, seeking to use her as a figurehead to appease the planet's people. However, in an attempt to take away the people of Tamaran's will to fight back, they forced Commander to publicly banish her sister from the planet. It was pretty intense. Um, so Cory was taken by the Citadel and was the subject of numerous painful experiments and discarded in Tacron, a savage prison populated by aliens, uh, from the various planets the Citadel had conquered. So it's like their own personal uh, alien prison. And so just for the the fact of it being the sister of the person in charge. And they wanted to assert their control over the one in charge. So forcing the sister to go to prison is pretty, you know, that would kind of prove she's on your side, kind of. <laughs> So, you know, she's a princess in a peaceful world. What does she know about fighting, right? It, there's no there's no real need to on Tamaran. So the Citadel expected she would kind of die pretty quick. Um, but she survived, motivated by her rage at the situation, her sister and everything. 
And after lashing out against a Citadelian guard offering kind of sympathies, Cory projected huge amounts of energy from her body and realized the experiments conducted on her had unintentionally given her incredible powers. Uh, she was restrained and further experimented on, enslaved and drugged to keep her compliant. So this first wave, this just like burst of energy kind of showed what, you know, had happened with the experiments. Um, and it made it interesting for, cause it, it was unintentional obviously. And, uh, they were able to subdue her and cause it, you know, she didn't plan on energy exploding from her body. Um, so <laughs> eventually, you know, they, they had more guards than she had power. So they were able to restrain her. But eventually, Corey was forced to work on a slave ship called the SS Starfire, where she met Orn, a rebel citadelian who had been enslaved by his own people. He showed Corey kindness and love and smuggled food for her. And she, she started training in secret with Orn and eventually managed to empower the slaves on her ship over overthrow their captors leading a rebellion that freed the aliens from the citadelian people uh or enslavers and so cory took control of the ship uh, she had been enslaved upon liberated the people of tamaran and became known throughout the galaxy as starfire so we kind of skip we jump forward to where she arrives on Earth, and uh, eventually her journeys brought her there, for whatever reason. And so Corey lived on Earth for some time and used her powers to fight, you know, for justice and good people. She was a good person, uh, before suddenly losing her memories. And she found herself in her alien ship on an island in the Caribbean. Not knowing how she had gotten there or anything, she lived kind of solemnly until she discovered an injured Jason Todd, who had kind of washed up on the island's shores. And Jason reminded Corey of her former lover, Dick Grayson, because they're both Robin. And uh, <laughs> she decided to use her ship's Tamaranian technology to nurse him back to health. And Jason told her of his story as Robin and his superhero identity as Red Hood and everything. And the two quickly grew fond of one another on this island. Now, this is the more recent Starfire because there's just so much. Um, so this is the new edition of Starfire, just so that if you're waiting for her to join the Teen Titans, don't. Uh <laughs> That's a, that's a different situation. But Jason lived with Corey for a short time until he learned that Roy Harper was scheduled to be put to death as punishment for protesting in Karak. And Jason requested Corey's help in rescuing him by slaughtering the pursuers and Red Hood and Starfire succeeded in their mission. The trio traveled back to the Caribbean and Corey and Roy began a sexual relationship and uh, 
so they later decided to ban their efforts, forming a mercenary team called the Outlaws. And this is where we kind of get the story of the Red Hood and the Outlaw Gang. And so one of the team's earliest adventures led them to encounter an alien hunter named Crux. Crux had targeted Coriander after discovering a photograph of her on the internet and wanted to drain her powers away and gain them for himself. So Starfire was attacked by Crux, who used Tameranian technology against her in an attempt to strip her of her powers, but he failed. As Starfire had grown kind of resistant to the technology after the experiments she had undergone by the Citadel, uh, but Crux did kind of severely wound her in the process. Corey was rescued by Arsenal, who managed to fend off Crux while she gathered her strength, and together they overpowered the alien hunter, and Corey was about to kill Crux until she and Roy were forced to retreat after Jason arrived. So followed by an angry mob <laughs> who were intent on chasing them wasn't just Jason but uh, the team traveled to Gotham City to rescue civilians who were being held hostage in Gotham General Hospital by Jason's former adversary Susie Sue uh, shortly afterwards their ship intercepted a message sent from Alfred uh, to the Batman family which explained that the Court of Owls had sent multiple talons loose across Gotham where they were targeting 40 people of interest and the outlaws decided to stay and help and they attempted to protect one of the court's targets, Mr. Freeze. And Starfire and Arsenal were tasked with keeping Freeze safe while Red Hood pursued the Talon that had been sent for him. The heroes managed to defend Freeze and delivered him to Batgirl before they left Gotham. And so this was like, if you listen to the uh, Court of Owls episode when it was all going nuts in the city she was there for this that's that's this time um so Corey was awoken to a visit from her friend orn who had helped her overthrow her captors when she was a slave right and orn informed her that tamaran had been taken over by the blight a parasitic alien race and requested she return to her former role as the former commander of the HMSS, uh, Starfire, essentially, uh, to defeat them. And so Orn teleported Starfire somehow. Um, Red, she teleported Starfire, Red Hood, Arsenal. I think, I think that's it to the ship. Uh, however. Corey was hesitant to rescue her people once again, feeling that they had never attempted to help her. You know, she'd been through a lot and the people kind of abandoned her a little bit. So Roy convinced Corey to fight the Blight, but he was eventually captured by members of the alien race, forcing Starfire to return to her home planet and save him. Because she'd kind of decided that she wasn't going to do it. But Corey successfully rescued Roy and was reunited by her with her sister, Commander, who had been forced to work with the Blight to stay alive. The two 
tearfully reconciled and worked together with the outlaws to take on the Blight. Uh, they succeeded in protecting their home planet, and Commander offered Coriander the chance to join her on on the throne and rule Tamaran together. Which Cory kindly declined, choosing to return to Earth with the outlaws instead. So Coriander later found her home planet of Tamaran being invaded again. <laughs> uh, this time by the Hellspont. When the outlaws arrived on the planet again, they discovered that Commander had sided with the Hellspont in order to ensure the safety of her people and had ensured that Tamaran was spared. Which was an odd way to do it, but she's kind of a, you know... Commander kind of sides with whoever is. She's a self-preservation person, for sure. Um, but Coriander was, you know, was devastated to learn that her sister's betrayal, or apparent betrayal. However, Commander heard her sister's pleas and betrayed Hellspont. Because she kind of spoke to her sister in a way. And uh, I, I feel like Commander didn't realize that Cory would come to help, I guess. So, but she did. So, with her coming to help, she was able to find it within herself to betray the Hellspawn and uh, destroying him and nearly killing herself in the process, basically, in, in this betrayal. And uh, this led Cory and Roy to break up, actually. But it was out of necessity, as, as, since Coriander was forced to return to Tamaran to ensure that Commander could get the medical attention she needed since she was, like, severely injured. Um, so the two kissed, and Coriander promised to remember Roy for forever and a day. So, Starfire would eventually return to Earth, and she started to live in Key West, uh, a small coastal town you know, Key West. <laughs> so <laughs> she, this is after commander was all good again. Um, she healed up and she's fine. So she comes back to earth and, uh, doesn't necessarily contact Roy, but you know, what, what can you do? Uh, <laughs> somewhat convenient but uh so <laughs> she when she came back to key west she desired to experience a normal human life and appeared to have no interest in heroism or her former life at all she befriended the local sheriff stella gomez who helped her find a place to live and constantly dealt with Corey's naivete you know regarding human culture because she always had that um Corey also got to know Stella's widowed brother, Soul, who happened to look a lot like Dick Grayson, her first human relationship. And uh, she, so she started dating Soul. And interestingly enough, Starfire later met Atlee, a waitress who was secretly a superpowered woman from a civilization living below the Earth's surface who we have maybe talked about before. Uh, and despite no longer wanting to be a hero, 
uh, Trouble continued to find Corey in her new home, and she was forced to defend Key West from various threats. And after a trip to Atlee's home, Starfire decided that she would once again use her powers to help others. And she left her friends in Key West and tried her hand at being a hero once again. So, I might have I might have lied. Um, inspired by her earlier life as a slave, Starfire had begun investigating a human trafficking ring going on in the East Coast. She managed to locate the base of the operation on an island, but while talking to a person who had kind of information she needed. She was knocked unconscious by an unknown person. She awakened in an unknown location surrounded by the other young heroes, Beast Boy, Raven, and Kid Flash. The identity identity of their captor was revealed to be Robin, who kidnapped Coriander and the others with the intention of creating a new team of Teen Titans. Uh, Damien, or Robin at this point, reveals that Raish al Ghul has sent a team of assassins after them. So they do eventually form a new Team Titans with Starfire, you know. (laughs) So they, they do all that, right? Later, Starfire joins the Justice League Odyssey a team formed to bring order to the newly created space sector known as the ghost sector. Cause she was kind of done with the teen Titans and you know, with all of that, every time she's attempted to become just human and enjoy life on earth, she gets roped into something else. And so she wanted to just go to a, a new, new place. Like she didn't want to go to Earth to try to be a human, she, she or go to Tamaran to be a Tamaranian. Uh, she didn't want to fit into a a thing where she's trying to be something else. She just wanted to be able to be herself. So in Justice League Odyssey, they were going to a new, a newly created area called the Ghost Sector which I kind of talked about back in the cyborg episode and I'm pretty sure another episode last year, maybe year before. I don't know. So after, (laughs) after Superman is, is framed and rendered comatose Starfire joined the group of heroes heading towards Mars to confront their mysterious enemy. And uh, this was a little bit after the ghost sector thing, because they were kind of pulled from the ghost sector for this. And uh, this is where the heroes meet and engage Dr. Manhattan during the uh, Doomsday Clock episodes. But this is when they're easily defeated. (laughs) And uh, that's kind of jumping ahead to just different parts where Starfire is kind of featured. but now most recently in infinite frontier in that in the new continuity starfire is in deeply rooted in the current continuity for sure with an evolving storyline where starfire along with her teammates raven beast boy nightwing cyborg and donna troy formed an academy in honor of roy harper to train new titans because roy harper died 
spoiler alert. Um, and, uh, <laughs> personally, uh, granted I'm probably biased because she's one of my favorite characters, but I don't feel like she gets that much credit for the character she is. I mean, she was part of the Outlaws, Justice League, the Titans, the Teen Titans, and even the Suicide Squad at some point. And I still really don't see her that much in, like, that much media. Like, a total of one live-action character appearance. Uh, you know? And aside from the Teen Titans cartoon, her animated appearances have been, like, barely secondary, like space filler roles i don't know it's the it's the disrespect for me but like like i said this month will be full of teen titans and considering i already did robin in the long long ago episode two um i just did cyborg you know a few weeks ago or several weeks ago uh and i've already done kind of deathstroke and tara and you know, we're already several down, <laughs> but I, I got it all planned out, so no worries. And this was this was kind of a shorter episode, I, I feel like, because I, I was only planning on covering the new Starfire, uh, just because there's, there's too much of old Starfire, and it's not really super relevant anymore. It kind of is, but kind of not. So it's just, it's easier to explain the new one. And I feel like the new one doesn't have much, like, much knowledge about it. There's not, there's not a super ton of content about the new uh, Starfire out. You know, the story with the outlaws and all of that. Where it's uh, basically always been the Teen Titans role of Starfire. Which is cool, but you know, it's been done. Um, yeah, that's all I got for this new Starfire until they make some more stuff. Uh, but she's, she's pretty involved in this new continuity. So I feel like she's getting a little bit more time. Um, it would be cool to have more appearances of her instead of just like a, when they do like a, I, I always picture like a Justice League flying into space and it shows like all the different characters and she's like in like the the background like three layers deep of characters like also flying into space you know just like that kind of role and is never really talking too much um which sucks but what can you do? It's not not Superman, you know. They're gonna they're gonna highlight Superman for stuff like that. But you know, it sucks. Um, that's all. Uh, next time, I don't know what I'll do next time. I'm not sure what I uh, probably Beast Boy, maybe next Monday at eight a.m. But we'll see. I might not even do a teen titan i probably will but uh you never know <laughs> that's all i have for today so if you would like to watch all of the content not featuring starfire or even the titan show that does actually feature a live action starfire you can watch them on my streaming service uh where you can sign up 
for $5 a month at patreon.com slash vexcomics. And there you can watch video versions of this podcast as well as um, any content with Starfire, I guess. Technically, there's not that much of it, but uh, <laughs> it's got a bunch of other stuff, just like regular shows that are coming out and shows I like to watch and movies and whatnot. But yeah, uh, have a great day. See you later.